you know, when people ask me what I do, I have a hard time telling them. I do like corporate learning. Then I usually throw in leadership development and they're like, oh, okay, okay. So it's hard to describe what we do, but it's a really good time to be in our field. So we thought today we would have a conversation with the three of us. We don't have a guest. It's just the three of us and you, the listener, and talk about why it's a great time to be in professional corporate learning on the Learning Geeks podcast starting now. Hello. Hey, hey, Bob. Hey, Jake. How are yes. you? How are you all? Good. So your cold open reminded me of the joke when I was in instructional design and you oh, tell boy. people, you know, wait, what are you studying? They say, oh, I'm studying instructional design. And they'd say, great. I have a front room that I'm trying to figure out where to put <laughs> sofas and what paint to use on the walls. It's like, no, 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 no. Not oh, interior design. Thing. Not interior. Not industrial design. Not inferior design. Yeah, exactly. I never understood that why why everyone when they think design they do think furniture <laughs> design or house design. Yeah, I don't know. Not as much anymore, but at one point there was. I think now that there's more designers around UX design and yeah. multiple other fields, it's much better. People but, are a little more aware. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about yeah. the dark ages back when I was in college. Before the dark times. The dark for times. For the empire. <laughs> um, we'll talk about Star Wars later. We're actually we're going to do a short one here, and then we're going to do a Star Wars podcast because we haven't done one of those in a while. So um, let's dive in with this. With no further ado, who would like to start on why you think it's a great time to be in our field? I mean, I, I would start real quick. I think just in general, if you think about really what the, what COVID has done and the pandemic yeah. has done and put an emphasis on the individual and their ability to have choice to where they want to work at um, and how organizations are put more emphasis on caring for for individuals, not just on well-being and you know many different facets, but one of them specifically is around learning and development. Um, you know, I had one one stat out here that um, doing some research uh, at one point, and I looked into it and saw that Harvard Business Review says that learning development or upskilling, reskilling is the second best strategy to boost retention. Yeah. And then MIT Sloan says it's the eighth best thing to improve your culture in the eye of the employee. So right along, like I think even when I when I started in this field, L and D sometimes was seen as an afterthought, yeah. and now it's actually at a point where it is seen as the top talent strategy to actually bring in people and keep people. So just from that front, it's yeah. a great time. It just means that you're you're being looked at, and there's an opportunity there for anybody. Yeah, not only being looked at, but also having a seat at the table. Right. I mean, yeah. Exactly. Again, I started yeah. in this field uh, several decades ago, and at that time, it was not uncommon for the leadership of, uh, like the chief learning officers, to not even be called chief learning officers and not have a table at the the leadership uh, a seat at the table discussions. Right. They wouldn't yeah. have a table either, but they wouldn't have either. No, they would. Yeah. They would be on the table rather than at the table. <laughs> and even when we got, even when we did get brought in at one point, it was a lot of, oh, they're kind of here just. So they're representative, you know, of, of learning, but I felt like we didn't have as much influence now. Yeah. I feel that has shifted. Well, and I wonder to what degree that has to do with, um, the, the greater emphasis that's been put on in the last while around the learning profession, being able to measure the impact, the business impact of what they're doing. Yeah. We bring the facts to that table 
and they're you know impossible to dispute uh it's 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 easy for us to make the case for uh for what we do because we're really adding directly to the bottom line yeah exactly. the other thing that i'd factor in i think is the another reason why i think it's good to be in this field is the pace of change for so many different things has just grown exponentially the the pace of change with technology, all of the cultural things, the social things, the environmental things, and all of those rapid changes mean uh, that people need to have more skills, more knowledge, uh, be a, better at adapting to their context, and all of those things tie directly to to learning and leadership. Yeah. I was thinking about that too, Dana. Like, you know, the initial thoughts that we've shared here today are a little bit more focused on our stature with leadership, right. I think that we've also increased our stature with the people that we serve. And, oh yeah, you know, it, it's not so much of a, okay, give me my required learning so I can get it done, you know, and check the box and be done anymore. Or the, yeah, I want a training budget because I want to try to get uh, hot skills in warm places, as we used to say, right? Like where you look <laughs> first at what the destination of the live course is. And is it in Florida or, you know, the beach of Mexico <laughs> or something, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to Nome, Alaska, uh, and not really care what you're learning. But I, I'm kind of thinking about what our friend Joe Pine was telling us about the transformation economy, right? And that's kind of how things are evolved. People in general today are way more invested in developing themselves and growing themselves even than we were when we were coming up. And that just provides a whole bunch of opportunity for us today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can think about just outside of your employer, how many yeah. opportunities you can learn something. I mean, we have all known this, right? There's so many different avenues and places to do it. And that's why I think there's been such a conversation about the individual and their ability to learn more effectively and how it comes down to that. But coming back to the organization that you work for and the, if you're you know supporting them from an L&D standpoint, you have the ability to think outside of these just these training courses now. And we, again, that's another thing we say all the time, but that it just opens the door of using our skills to help. How do we create a better support structure for individuals act throughout the learning process? How do we make things even more durable? Um, and, and that goes beyond just that cool location that they get to go for a leadership training, you know, yeah. which again, fun, like them, like them, yeah. but you know, and they're fun to design. I'm not gonna lie. They're sometimes really fun to design, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I don't know about you, but sometimes this is just a side note. But sometimes maybe Dana, I do feel like I'm an event design planner sometimes. <laughs> right. Um, you know, picking out chairs, but that's just another another complete thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we we've been talking about that a little bit because as some of the coronavirus restrictions have lifted and you know, with where we're at right now, a lot of them should be put back in place, but let's not get into that right now. <laughs> um, you know, there, we're seeing a demand of people, of sponsors who are like, okay, I want to bring my people back together again. Like, let's bring back the live large-scale learning event. And when we start digging down into it, you know, all of the reasons for doing that are not about knowledge building or skill building. They are about giving people a chance to get away and connecting with each networking. other and building those relationships and networking. Right. Yeah. And so we're starting to say, well, Hey, why don't we call a spade a spade and say, those are value added activities. So if you want to do something live, call it a retreat, 
Like, right, you know, right. call, call it a, a connection or a celebration. Let's not fool anybody and say we're going to try to build skills there because... And don't use the training budget. And don't use use the training, which is really where it comes down to it, right? Use a networking budget. Exactly. We we don't have one. Well, you're right. And therein lies the rub. But that's the the next part of the conversation. I think because they've thought of those times, they've always associated learning development. Our training sessions are the times where we can actually get together, share what we've done, learn from others, network, all that. And it just has been in the training budget. But again, I'm the same, same boat, Bob, like, where it's, how do we just say like this is okay to connect it's okay to have a session for meaningful connections and social um, learning will take place and, and social learning Absolutely. will take place and yeah. if you can do it in a way i think what those events actually allow you to do more of is take advantage of those social learning opportunities put a little less structure on it don't try to force stuff into it because again they're never gonna they're gonna walk away not caring and bob's yeah. looking out his window bob is looking out his window <laughs> So what do you think about that, Bob? I think everything you said was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a little editing that's going to go on there. <laughs> I'm sorry. All of a sudden, I just picked up the white noise that was going on out here. The, uh, the guys are outside. I shut the window, so hopefully that should be less. I think another reason, and this is more of a, a geeky reason for thinking this is a good time to be in our field, is there's a lot more attention being uh, paid to brain science and we know a lot more than we did a couple of decades ago. And so there's this heightened awareness of an understanding of how the things that we do in a learning and training context actually impact the physical dimensions of the brain. Mm-hmm. And I think the the two worlds are starting to be bridged, right? The brain science community and the, the corporate and K through 12 learning communities. And I, to me, that's just an exciting thing because you know, the learning community has had a sense for things that work and why they work, uh, but they haven't really been able to make the connection to the brain science reasons why they work. And uh, you've had the brain science folks out there having all these insights as far as how the brain learns. And seeing those two come together is just kind of, like I said, it's a, a geeky thing, but it's a mm-hmm. fun thing. Yeah, I think you. it's really interesting on that one, Dana. I have had connections with quite a few individuals over the last six months who are in academia and are like higher ed and they're looking to make the move. They're, they're mm. cognitive scientists, learning scientists, uh, psychologists, um, you name it. And they want to make the shift because they're seeing that there's so much more opportunity now for that kind of expertise, right? Not just instructional design. And I remember in our past conversations, um, we were talking about uh, psychometricians yeah. and I interact with them at least once a week, probably. Right. So just across the different fields and domains and expertise, there's a lot more opening in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, I know individuals or still individuals that listen to this show or listen to this podcast that are probably one individual on an LD team or maybe a one and a, a yeah. few. I get it. Um, but for those that are in roles kind of like how we are, our teams are fairly large. And we get, I'm just seeing more and more skills. And roles come into the field, which not only it's it's great for us because we can focus on what we're really good at, but at the same time, I can look, we can learn a lot from these these people as well. All right, I'll throw another one in there, and this won't be a surprise. Is um, another great reason to be a learn or yeah, another reason why it's great to be a learning professional right now is the technology and the um, the science coming around virtual reality and the ability to do. Mm-hmm 
really immersive learning experiences. So, and here's where you look and you see a glow above Bob's head and the heavenly angels going, oh, <laughs> finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Maybe you know, that I can edit in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for for me, who has always been passionate about, about immersive learning, you know, it, it's fun. No. I was just talking back and forth. <laughs> I was just talking back and forth on Facebook this last week with Mr. Toomey, my teacher in sixth grade, who was one of the the best immersive learning teachers, you know, that I had and just talking about the power of that and how effective it was. And um, we have the ability now to have these really immersive experiences to really have it feel like you're doing the thing that we're trying to teach you how to do and all the benefit that comes with that and the quality of the mind and, and all of that stuff that we've talking about. But another interesting new aspect of this set is really starting to come into my focus is it's not just that the technology is there. I'm really seeing in culture and pop culture a hunger for immersive simulations and immersive experiences that is deeper than I think it ever was before. And I was talking about this with somebody today and they said, you know, why do you think it is? I, I think a lot of it has to do with COVID and the lockdown. I think people spending you know, almost two years essentially locked in their house and looking at a wall have now made them want to get out and have experiences where they're more immersive. But, you know, who knows why, why is Dungeons and Dragons now hotter than it ever has been before ever, right? Mm -hmm. uh, why, is, why is Disney now printing money with the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, which... You know, fi finally, it's looking like the narrative on the internet that it's a flop is um, finally being corrected, and people are realizing that they are just making a ton of money on that thing, and they're starting to look for other opportunities to do different types of experiences like that. It, it's th th there's a hunger out there uh, for people to do these type of things, and I think we can capitalize on that to create some really, really cool learning experiences mm -hmm. that we don't have to fly everybody in from all over the world and bring them into one place to do because we have the technology now. Yeah. I think, again, going back to the roles and new roles, that whole field of trying to create more immersive experiences, one of the things I was going to mention, in part from the pandemic, there have been new things that have opened. One thing called, there's this new YouTube channel, or well, not new, but it was I think newer as part of the pandemic was um, immersive worlds. I don't know if you've if no, been a part of it, but really all it is is you. I have one I watch all or listen to all the time. It's like Indiana Jones, and in the in the just the video is scenes like a virtual scene of Indiana Jones and like you could think like the Temple of Doom or yeah. whatever these different scenes, and the individual whoever is doing it puts together this really nice calming ambient sound actually it's called ambient worlds i don't know what i oh, said okay. specifically but ambient yeah. worlds but it's got this nice calm sounding but the whole reason why these things have gotten so big is that they want a sense of like someone else is there yeah and they want to be feel immersed when they're so used to being you know alone or they were for that long time and then coming back to this that just opens the appetite to do more immersive things engage their brain more in different ways different senses different modalities and that just opens the door for more skills and skill sets, right? Like the, yeah. 
you know, game designers, um, game engines. You could think of a whole bunch of different fields that you can work in. I can see by the look on Dana's face, he has a dad joke ready to go. I, I do, but it doesn't fit the <laughs> timing. It doesn't fit. You've got one. But I can go, go with it time. anyway. Go for it. All right. So so you guys know that the uh, inventor of the Ferris wheel and the inventor of the merry-go-round never actually met. They were just in different circles. <laughs> All right. That 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 dad joke was brought to you by Dana. Thanks for the commercial break. <laughs> Bob was biting his lip. Going, I'm not going to laugh. I'm not going to laugh. Well, I mean, we're talking about networking, right? And to network, you need to be in the right circles. And those two inventors yeah, that's true. just never were. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it all relates. Yeah. So any other reasons come to mind why we think it's a great time to be in this business? Well, let's. I want to go back to the notion of the impact that we can have. And, and there's a handful of things that come to mind. If you are part of an effective learning and leadership organization, there's at least three things I can think of that you're contributing to. First of all, you are contributing to a better bottom line. You're building better salespeople or you're building you know, better consultants or whatever it might be. So you're helping the, the bottom line. If you're known as a good learning and leadership organization, you're also able to attract and retain good talent. So, mm -hmm. you know, that helps with your organization. And then the other thing that comes to mind is just overall, when you think about trying to drive a business strategy, you can't drive any business strategy forward without the right skills. And that's, you know, that's central to what learning and leadership folks do. So, you know, I think tying back to, the impact that we can have, it's tremendous. And and when you can show that to your leadership, um, you know, then, then you can do things like create worlds in the metaverse and, yeah. you know, try new and, and innovative technologies and try new and innovative learning strategies and work with academic environments and things like that. So there may be others, but those are three that come to mind. I would just say lastly too, back to your point, Dana, from earlier, from all that what you said, but just how we're, everything is changing so quickly. And for those that are like me, who can't stay stagnant with what they do, yeah, and they need change, and that is makes it more challenging, it increases your creativity, this is a field to do it. I always say, I said it a couple episodes ago, it's like free learning to me sometimes in yeah. this field. Yeah, That if you really dedicate and, and are intentional about it, you can learn a ton regard, regarding a whole bunch of different disciplines and uh, topic areas, domains. Yeah. I mean, it's a really good time. I when mean, I for, first for started in the field, I bounced from industry to industry, you know, learning all about different things like uh, the the whole telephone area and the chemistry area and consult. Mm -hmm. I mean, just a wide variety of things that I, I wouldn't have dug as deeply into if I would have had a, a 101 course in college. So right. totally agree with you. Jake. That is really cool. Well, I'll kind of build on that in a um, to wrap us all up here. I, I think one of the best reasons to be, I, this is the second time I said that wrong. One of the reasons why right now is a good time, is, is a great time to be part of this industry is the, um, is the community and the connection, you know, and like the fact that we can have this podcast and we have a bunch of listeners who, uh, who will respond to us and weigh in and uh, we come from all different companies of all different sizes. You know, finally been to a couple of of learning conferences this year that were live. And it, it just strikes me that I, I'm not sure that there's any other field 
that has quite the amount of people who are feel connected to each other and are willing to share and benchmark and are genuinely passionate about advancing the cause of learning, not just the cause of learning for their their company. And it really is a, a what a flood rises all boats. Yeah, I, I, yeah, get I completely that agree. Wrong all yeah. the time, but you know where I'm going. No, I completely agree. And and you know, I think about the work that uh, all three of us have done uh, at things like uh, when the Maisie conference was around, or when uh, with ATD and the ATD mm -hmm. forum. Those are great examples, and there's several in the industry, but those are three that we've played with. Uh, where that type of sharing you're talking about takes place so freely. So we think it's a good time to be in this industry. Hopefully you do too. Hopefully you're not going to listen to this and then be like, I'm going to go change fields. I'm going to go. <laughs> I want to be a plumber. I want to be. They wouldn't be listening to this podcast if they wanted to change fields. I don't know why you would <laughs> want to listen to us for 20, 30 minutes. That's true. Every but, other week. you know, we, we'd be interested in your comments. So, you know, you probably found this podcast because uh, you follow one of us on LinkedIn and we posted about it. So, Drop in the comments, like, what are your thoughts about this? And we'd love to hear from you. But in the meantime, we'll wrap this up. So on behalf of Jake and Dana and no guest, just me, Bob, thanks for <laughs> joining us. Uh, we're going to take a break and then we're going to talk about Star Wars for a while. So feel free to listen to that one because that'll be fun. Um, otherwise, we'll see you on our next quote unquote real episode of the Learning Geeks podcast coming real soon. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Take care.